Warning. The following podcast contents material that could be deemed offensive. You'll hear explicit language, jokes in poor taste and overall crude humor. Listener discretion is advised. Enjoy. Well, maybe he just has manners. Yo, baby, you have your asshole licked by a fat man in an overcoat? Hang of a D's episode sixty seven. I am your host, Dee's. With me, as always, of course, Dylan. And today, we have uh, quite a bit to talk about. Mm -hmm. Of course, there are a few of the things that we forgot to talk about last time that we remembered or or happened literally within hours of us uh, getting off the air, and then we'll uh, we'll cover some other stuff. Just reminded me. <laughs> uh, including uh, all the latest in the NFL. Um Little NBA snippet and, of course, baseball. Snippet? I'm sorry, snippet? Snippet. Uh, that's pretty big news. That's what I think you're talking about. Uh. Oh, well, yeah, that too. Mm. Um, and then baseball, uh, given our locale here in central Illinois, it's uh, been a rough week. So, and we're also going to talk Madden. Oh, okay. And the Ooh. ratings that have come out. I just remember something. <clears throat> So, we will just go ahead and kick it off with MLB. And it, it I've made it no secret, I'm a Cubs fan, and our sometimes guest, Jake, huge Cubs fan as well, way more so than I am. Um, you know, I've always, always been a Cubs fan, for as long as I can remember, but uh, I make it no secret that I am... Kind of fair weather when it comes to Cubs. I like the Cubs, but bad baseball is really hard to watch. Yeah, over the years we haven't really been given a whole lot to cheer about, and you know we had those a few runs here and there and got close. And we can talk about uh, Steve. Oh God, what was his last name? Bartman. Bartman. Yeah, uh, that whole debacle, and then. Then Theo came along and it was it was rough going and he he gets this guy named Anthony Rizzo and decides to build a team around him along with with John Lester from Boston and they start getting all these young guys and lo and behold they did it a year early as far as what I believe Theo's plan was but they broke the curse they win the World Series guys like Baez and Bryant and and so coming into this season. The, the Cubs knew that they were kind of up against it and that they probably weren't going to sign everybody because we had a lot, a lot of guys are going to be free agents. Uh, Bryant, Baez, Rizzo, you know, all those guys. So they knew that the, that the probability of re-signing those guys was very low, especially Bryant and, and Kimbrell. So we kind of expected that. Well, then the Cubs came out and they surprised everybody and jumped out to first place and were playing really good baseball to the point where we thought, hey, instead of selling at the trade deadline, these guys might be buying. 
Well, then June and happened, and they just completely tanked and fell apart, and the big sell was on. But what I was not prepared for was what we saw. Uh, a couple weeks ago, they got rid of Jock Peterson, which he wasn't really all that great. They they called him the poor man's Kyle Schwarber, and he had a couple flashes here and there, but still, nothing great. And again, the epic collapse that occurred last month uh, basically led to this. So it was we, we kind of knew it was coming. And all along, I'm fully expecting uh, Bryant to be traded and um, Craig Kimbrell to be traded. Never in my wildest dreams did I think that Rizzo would be the first domino to fall on that Thursday slash Friday. And that was a gut punch because, you know, Rizzo has been just the backbone of that team, you know, since he got there back in 2012. And I just, that was, and to make matters worse, the rumor all day long was Boston, 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 that he was going home, or at least where he started his, his career. He was going back to Boston. But the Yankees decided to fuck the Red Sox one more time and pulled the trigger on a trade, and so now Rizzo goes to the evil empire. And like I told Jake, there's there's 30 teams in MLB. I would have been okay with him going to any of the other 27. Cardinals? No. Cardinals and Yankees were my two no. that were – obviously, if, if he's not going to be at the Cub, Cardinals and Yankees, those are my two – do not go lists yeah. and and he goes to the fucking Yankees, and that one hurt. So again, the whole time, pretty much assuming that uh, okay, well Bryant's definitely going to go and probably Kimbrel. Well, then Kimbrel goes to the White Sox, which that that's been one of their biggest weaknesses has been closer, and now they got Kimbrel, and if he continues on the path that he's been on all season long, that is. Uh, damn near going to lock it up for the White Sox. So that was no big surprise. And and they also got rid of Terpera and, and Chaffin, Chaffin, whatever his name is, the guy with the epic 70s mustache. But again, those were pieces that we had a feeling we're going to go. And then gut punch number two. All For the last month, it's been Mets. Bryant's going to the Mets. Cubs won a little much, but when it comes down to the wire, Bryant's going to the Mets. That's probably what's going to happen. Where'd he go? And then, oh, well, we'll get to that. But before that, then I see a snippet come across that the the Cubs are, and as I'm reading it, literally right as it's tweeted, the Cubs and Mets have agreed in principle to a trade of Javi Baez and just, are you fucking kidding me? Never. I Again, this, I thought of everybody that was going to be traded Contreras and Baez were going to be the two left standing, that those were your two cornerstones to, to try and rebuild this thing. But no. Baez gets traded to the Mets, which means he is now going to move to second base, which Baez even said that if he was going to go anywhere, he wanted to go to the Mets. So I obviously that played a huge part in in the deal and that he would be willing to move from shortstop to second base in order to play with uh, – Francisco Lindor, who he became very close with back in the World 
baseball, whatever the hell they call it there. But he, him and Lindor were teammates, and they were very close. And so, yeah, that's where he goes. And again, Bryant still last last guy standing, but just literally minutes before the deadline, it comes across that he gets traded to San Francisco. So Rizzo, Baez, Bryant, Kimbrell, all gone. Like, just decimated that team. I And the memes, I mean, it hurt because I'm a Cubs fan, but the memes have been just absolutely classic. Like the Wrigley Field that's got a big Spirit of Halloween banner hmm. hanging outside, you know, because typically it's some older store that just got shut down that becomes the Halloween store. And, yeah, so they keep Wilson Contreras, and that's great and all, but, man... I feel bad for that guy. Yeah. You know, it's I like mean, the meme with Will Smith and yeah, well, I seen that meme, but it was, they were talking about Jason Hayward. Look, <clears throat> Hayward is a great defensive player, but at the plate, Hayward is having an epically bad year. Like mm-hmm. I think he's hitting one ninety nine or one in the one nineties, which is yeah, very, very bad. Same thing with Ian Happ, who everybody a few years ago when he came out and hit 25 homers, they thought, Oh, this kid's going to be it. And, Apparently, no, that was it for Ian Happ because he hasn't really done much of anything since. Um, but, yeah, I mean, check check on your Cub fan friends because most of us, especially the hardcores, are, are not okay. And back in 2016 when they won that World Series, I mean, I would say nationwide as baseball fans, the belief predominantly was this Cubs team – it's probably going to win two or three with this mm-hmm. young core, and it just never came to be. just goes to show that, I mean, in all professional sports, shit happens. And no matter how good team looks on paper, if it ain't there, it ain't there. And like I said, in 2016, if you would have bet me $1,000 that the Cubs were not going to win another championship with those guys, I probably would have taken that bet. Or even go there. Yeah, yeah. They, I didn't even sniff it, really, to be honest with you. And uh, in their debuts, Rizzo and Baez both hit home runs for their new teams a couple nights ago. And Baez had a walk-off, didn't he? It wasn't a walk-off, but it was a go-ahead oh, okay. two-run shot. Game winner. Okay. Yeah. So, I, and I, I hate to say this, but I, I wish them all the best, and that includes Rizzo because – yeah, I hate the Yankees, but Rizzo, I, I've probably safe to say he's my favorite Cub of the... my lifetime. Uh, second behind Ryan Sandberg. Hmm. Um, I did like Mark Grayson, but Rizzo just, I don't know. It, I've watched him more through my adult life, and, and I would say he's probably. He won my, a title, too. That helps. That, too, yeah. yeah. And just, I mean, the guy does so much for kids. He's a cancer survivor and everything. So, yeah, that one that one really hurt. I did not know that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he is a cancer survivor. Um, and then just as a little tiny twist of the knife, the Washington Nationals trade uh, John Lester, who was very instrumental in that World Series championship and was the second piece of the championship puzzle way back when, when uh, the Cubs still sucked, he gets traded to the Cardinals. Yeah, like you know, it wasn't it wasn't enough pain. But here we're gonna throw the your ace of that era. We're gonna put him with the Cardinals, and 
Kyle Schwarber actually got traded to the Red Sox because they didn't get Rizzo to play first. So they went out and grabbed Kyle Schwarber, who's having a great year hitting the ball. But I, I guess the plan is to move him to first, which that could be interesting. And I believe that was Schwarber's initial position when we brought him up, but then they moved him to outfield because we were pretty sad at first base. So as far as what the Cubs got back, on paper, they got back a lot of prospects that have potential. But most of them are still single-A ball players. And mm. it, it like I, I don't see any of them playing this year unless it's very, you know, very end of the year just to kind of throw them out right. there and see what they can do. And again, on paper, it looks like they could have some good ball players, but they're single A prospects that may never make it to the majors. Right. I mean, five years from now, this could be pointed to as the greatest day in Cubs history or the worst day in Cubs yeah. history. Right now, it's the worst. Oh, no, we Ma- suck again. <laughs> yeah, make no mistake about it. It is the worst. Uh, but, yeah, maybe it'll pan out. Um, did you ever watch on YouTube a fan made a documentary called uh, it's just called The Rebuild about the Chicago Cubs and how it starts with like them hiring Theo and all it is is basically like news clips of uh, the Cubs hired blah, blah, blah today. The Cubs did this today and it's actually really good. It's yeah. an hour long and I recommend it. We got an hour yeah, to kill. Yeah, I mean, I had pretty good feelings when they, they brought in Theo and you know, you just kind of had to buy into it. And the Cubs, those were those first couple of years of Theo were really. I did not really realize bad. how bad they were. Yes, yeah. horribly bad. And they bought in. And there's a moment in that documentary where I think within the the space of a month, they call up uh, Schwarber and fucking Bryant, and you just see like the sports commentator for like WGN say, "Here they come!" And yeah, they become awesome. Like, yeah, immediately. And I almost like I wish Jake were here because he's got more insight in this than I do. But uh, here's one of the things that pisses off a lot of Cub fans: this whole time going through all this, Ricketts, the owner of the Cubs, who bought the team not long before he brought in Theo has said all along that, you know, we will not sell off and I I'm doing this for a winner and we're going to contend every year after year. And I know they can't keep all the players all the time, but it was their reluctance to resign guys like Rizzo and Baez that, that basically led to all this, that they don't want to, you know, break the bank. You can't tell me that the Cubs don't make money because, I mean, even when the Cubs suck, they they fucking sell out. One of the, the, the hottest tickets in baseball, year after year after year. You could go there in middle of July, Cubs could be 30 games out, but on a you know Saturday afternoon, Cubs-Cardinals, that place sold out. Right. They've got their own television network. They, they did put money into the stadium, so revenue's up. You know, you can't sit, you can't tell me that they're the Pittsburgh Pirates and that nobody goes to see them so they right. don't have any money. They've got money. And the fact that he just didn't want to spend it led to the demise of this team. And we may never hear about it, but my own personal belief is that could very well be why we lost Theo and um, maybe even Joe Madden. Although Madden, 
he was getting up there. Who knows? But he's doing okay with the Angels. But I could see Theo like, look, if you're not going to give me the capital to keep this team contending every single year, then I'm just going to step down. And again, I'm just throwing shit against the wall and see if it sticks. But given what's going on right now, I would not at all be surprised if that isn't the backroom conversation that was had. So it's very frustrating that you you know that the team is making money. They have money to spend and they, rather than pay all these stars that they built money to stay there Mm -hmm. and thus maybe bring in more stars to get to that championship collar, they just start over and we're going to go cheap on these guys and see what happens. I don't know. It's just, to me, that's bad business. But sad thing is, it's the Cubs and it's the Cub fans. And I don't think it's going to change anybody's mind. Ultimately, they're going to be pissed off for this year. But guess what? Opening day next year, place is going to be fucking packed. All right. You know, so it is what it is. Uh, I guess on the bright side, I can stop watching the standings now and and focus all of my efforts on my first love, which is football. Before we jump into that, though, the other thing, baseball-wise, that we didn't really discuss is the Cleveland Guardians. Guardians, yes. That's one. Should have went with baseball team. (laughs) (laughs) Indians, I mean, that was the one that I thought was going to be safe and and that I don't see it being... uh, to, there's nothing derogatory about that. They Native Americans have been referred to as Indians since the dawn of time, and I just, I don't know, I didn't see the need necessarily for that to change. But if it was going to change, Guardians ain't it. That, I'm, it's a that's weak just, name, yeah. It very, it's a weak name. It just, I, I don't know. It, it sounds like a fucking XFL team that, you know, it just doesn't scream I'm a Major League Baseball team. Right. And being the, the, a big a fan of the movie Major League as I am, like I, I just I can't picture Bob Uecker there talking about the the Guardians mm. or Harry Doyle, I guess I should say. Mm. Um, yeah, so that and that the logo, very Mickey Mouse. Yeah, it looks like somebody created that with the 3D font in MS Paint. Like it just, <laughs> I, yeah, not impressed. Yeah, I agree. Um, before we get into NFL news, we didn't talk about the Texas OU news last we're, week. Yeah, and we're going to get to that, okay. too. Okay. Because um, we got a lot of NFL stuff. That's why. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Guardians, like I said, uh, it basically got just roasted on the, the social medias, and yeah. rightfully so. Now, granted, five years down the road. You'll get used to it, yeah. Yeah. It, it's kind of like the – it reminds me of the – Washington Bullets, mm-hmm. which uh, that really wasn't a derogatory name, but it just kind of glorified the fact that Washington, D.C. was one of the most violent cities yeah. in the country, yeah. and they were called the Washington Bullets. So they're like, oh, let's go with Wizards. Like, really? Wizards? Right. Are you trying to draw, you know, a bunch of nine-year-olds to your stadium? Um, but here we are now. Many, many years removed, and you almost forget that they were ever the bullets. Right. Like, um, and we know that the the football team is going to announce a new team name and logo next year. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah, they, they said that next season they will have a new team and logo. Okay. Now, they haven't necessarily said that it won't be the football team, but why make that announcement yeah, if it's no. not going to be that? Right. They did. I 
somebody said that the Warriors has basically been poo-pooed. Which I find kind of odd because the Native American groups that were angry about the name, they were cool with the logo. So I was just thought... A Native American designed the logo. Right. Yeah. Um, So, I don't know, Warriors, you keep the colors and everything and... Yeah, I yeah, I don't know. I've heard Washington Red Tails. That's a name that keeps getting kicked around. That's kind of mm, yeah, yeah. I, I guess <clears throat> I I would have chose Warriors. Really, yeah, but... that would have been my first choice too. So yeah, we'll see what that is next year. Um, but yeah, Guardians. Like I said, just to to close on that. Mm, right now, it's one of those, uh, but. Five years down the road, we're not going to care. All right. Um, NBA, a couple of, well, the draft happened, and it wasn't really groundbreaking. Um, it went kind of as expected. Uh, one thing of note, again, being centrally located here in Illinois, Bulls fans, they got Io Domasu, Domasu, I believe his name is, I don't know, guard from Illinois. It's kind of a scoring machine, shooting guard. Interesting to see if he sticks. Um, I thought the Bulls had turned the corner last year, but we'll see. Yeah. But the big news of draft day that kind of stole all the thunder was the Lakers going out and getting Russell Westbrook for Kyle Kuzma and uh, uh, a couple other and baseball role players. Sucks again. Yeah, that was my thought process. And the NBA sucks again. Yeah, but here's the thing. So all over Twitter, all these, you know, bandwagon whore Laker fans, oh, just getting the championship now, they're going to the title. Um, Russell Westbrook is a cancer. Yeah. Let's not forget, he had Kevin Durant and James Harden, and KD was like, I can't win with this motherfucker, trade me. So he gets traded, and then he goes to Houston with, James Harden and other stars. And guess what? They won it out too. Yeah. They, it, it fell apart. He's he's not a very good teammate. And before the Laker fans, you know, let me remind you, um, AD is not exactly a picture of health. No. He can't stay healthy. If all three of them stay healthy during the season, yes, I think they can contend for a championship. But the Lakers' biggest weakness was shooting. And you go out and get Russell Westbrook, who's not a great shooter. Right. He's he's a great post guard. He can get to the basket. And he's decent mid-range, but as far as that guy that's going to sit out there and knock down the dagger when you need him to, that's not him. Right. So I, I would not jump on that, just hand it to the Lakers bandwagon as of yet, because A, Westbrook has not shown to anyone that he can know his role to, to – <laughs> To quote The Rock, know his role and shut his mouth. Mm-hmm. But it'll be interesting because it isn't KD or Harden he's playing with now. It's LeBron James. Like, yeah, there's no way the Lakers pull the trigger on that deal without LeBron James' input. Right. And now, can they coexist? Who knows? Uh, LeBron and Kyrie couldn't coexist. Mm-hmm. So LeBron and, and Wade did pretty well, but... Again, they only they win. They won two, mm-hmm. and LeBron is getting up there. Mm-hmm. So 
I, I wouldn't just hand them the title yet because Phoenix isn't going anywhere. If they can re-sign Chris Paul, Phoenix is right. only going to get better. Aiton, only going to get better. Devin Booker, only going to get better. They need to get Chris Paul back, and, and Phoenix is still a top-tier team in the conference. The Warriors, <clears throat> if um, Clay comes back healthy, the Warriors are going to be back as right. far as a, a top-tier contender as well. So heard they're going to reach out to Iguodala, too, and bring him back. Or at least they've considered it. So yeah, I mean, Iggy, good role player, mm-hmm. but I mean, he's not going to be the you know, he's not carrying anybody to championship right. this year, this time. But yeah, in fact, I just seen that. Yeah, the Heat declined his option, so he'll be available. And I could, I could see him, you know, because they don't need somebody to come in and be dominant. They just need the role player. Because if Clay comes back healthy and and Draymond's healthy. And a couple of those other young guys elevate their game. They need somebody to come in off the bench, maybe score, you know, ten or twelve buckets and play solid defense. And Iggy can still do that. So, um, Team USA has kind of bounced back. They haven't lost since their first embarrassing defeat. Basketball, I'm assuming. Yes, yeah, about? Olympic basketball. Okay. Um, so maybe they can salvage it, but we'll see because they now we're into the tournament portion of it and they are playing spain in the quarterfinals who traditionally is one of the better international teams out there so we'll see how that goes by the way it goes to show how amazing luka donich is because this the country's from is slovenia by the way slovenia they had never made it qualified for the olympics before his first year playing for the team they have won 16 straight games in competition yeah yeah he's really good at basketball Yes, he is. Yeah. Got to talk about the big Olympic news, though. Yeah. Speaking of Olympics, cover that, cover that. Yeah. So, yeah, speaking of the Olympics, the greatest gymnast in the history of gymnastics, gymnastics, Simone Biles, I don't think anybody would argue that, um, has been the story of the Olympics by basically shutting it down. Hmm. And has gotten a lot of heat and, and support. There's there's opinions on both. I'll ask you first. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on it? I was very confused because she he was like her mental health, and that's the thing that people keep talking about. And I'm like, well, I don't see the connection there. Okay. But her first quote uh, when she dropped out of the competition, and I don't know if you've seen the clip, the the vault, when she lands, she looks horrified and terrified because she, and then she said she lost aerial awareness. She didn't know where she was in the air. That's a good way to break your fucking neck. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I'm, when I heard that, I'm like, okay, like if you're freaked out and you don't think you can compete and especially in a sport like that, where it's insanely fucking dangerous. All right. Pack it in. I get it. No. Yeah. I, I agree. Um, I guess if I had to pick something apart, mm-hmm. don't. It's literally almost daily. I mean, that's a little bit of an exaggeration, but it's like, no, I don't feel like it today. Like it's a story every single day. Yeah. Like if your head's if you're not right in the head right now and you don't feel comfortable, just just pull out. Mm-hmm. Don't. Well, I'll let you know about what I'm what about next week. Well, I'll let you know about, you know, the the one after that. I'll let you just 
if, if you're not good in the head, pull out. Stop bringing the spectacle on the whole thing and just... You could make the argument, though, that, I mean, I would have to imagine she wants to compete, right? I, so yeah. maybe she's like, well, maybe I'll feel better. Maybe I can kind of get my head right. But, all, all, but at the same time, all she's doing is creating a bigger distraction, more mm-hmm. pressure on herself, because now every single day everybody's asking her, mm-hmm. are you going to compete? Are you going to... What Are you, you going to do this one? What about the one next week? What about, you right. know... Like, if her headspace is is clearly not where it needs to be, that can't be making it any better. Yeah, you know, like valid point. And I did see, I saw a thing on Facebook that really kind of opened my eyes. And we can go back several years, and the Nasser, you know, with things that occur with these young girls and gymnastics oh, yeah. and things like that. Yeah, the Michigan but, State coach. Yeah. But he was also heavily involved with Team USA Gymnastics. Right. Allie Brazeman was another yeah. girl that was victim. But one of the things that, that sticks out in my mind was, and again, whoever posted this on Facebook is the reason that now I'm sitting here thinking like, holy shit. And that is Carrie Strug. Do you remember Carrie Strug? Mm-mm. I don't remember what year it was. And I want to say it was in the '90s, maybe early 2000s. I'm not. I'm not 100 percent sure. Maybe even early '90s. But anyway, Carrie Strug. She does the vault competition mm-hmm. and lands horribly. Sprains her ankle really bad to the point where like she couldn't walk and I, I limping know, real bad. I well, know who she is now. She yeah. goes over and talks to the coach, and they basically tape it up she goes back out there hits fucking nails it basically on one leg wins gold mm-hmm. she's a hero but now looking back at that you think like what kind of pressure was that i think she was 12 or 13 at the time was on her because they pushed these young girls so hard mm-hmm. and basically for lack of better terminology beat them into submission you know mentally and it's almost like did she do it because she's just tough and wanted to represent her country or did she do it because she was you know very young and impressionable and under so much pressure from her coaches and Mm -hmm. you know u.s team usa blah 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 so it i don't know it it makes you wonder like whether or not she wanted to do it or okay you know what i'm saying okay and because of the injury to her ankle, that basically ended her career. Mm. And the same thing happened with another, uh, I believe her name was Dominique Dawes, got injured to the point where she never competed again. Mm. But because she pushed herself to do it, you know, so when you see Simone Biles do something like that, you kind of get it. Like, right. you know, fuck it. And Simone Biles is, what, 23? Something like that. Yeah. But, yeah. but I mean... The people that are angry at her, it's like, <sighs> we live in the United States. We win a lot of gold medals. <laughs> yeah. Simone has won a lot of gold medals for us. Like, yeah, I don't we're going to be the, okay. The people, like I said, the people that are angry just because she doesn't, you know, just shut up. All right. Yeah. Take your fat ass out there and see what you can do. But right. Again, my only, I guess, complaint or whatever would be, look, just... Stop making it a daily story and just say, look, don't don't ask me. 
If I feel like it, I'll be there. But as of right now, I'm, I'm out. I will let the people that need to know know when they need to know it. But as far as the press, consider me out. Didn't I don't know the young lady's name. Um, I don't know if this didn't her replacement win a gold medal in an event. Yes. Yeah. In the was it the the vault? It might have been the vault, something like that. But yeah. yeah. So I saw the video of like Simone like fucking was ecstatic for her like when they got she the girl got back to the Olympic Village or whatever and was like filming her and like was super right. stoked for her. So it's not like she's she didn't quit on her team. Obviously, I mean she's still supportive and everything. It's just. Yeah, I wouldn't want to vault in the air when I fucking don't know where I'm going to land. Yeah, I, yeah. again, that's that's a, a very dangerous sport or activity to to take part in. And if your head is not 1,000% focused, then you probably shouldn't be doing it. Because right. one false move and, like you said, broken neck or back or whatever, right. some serious, serious injury can occur. If you fuck up in some of these gymnastics things. So, all right, moving on. Let's talk a little football. Text right? so you. We got to discuss that. Yeah. That, uh, I, had it even started before we went on the air? It did. Uh, yeah. We just were, fucking forgot. Yeah. So, we suck. the big news of the week, <sighs> and it, it started as maybes, and now it's, it's a done deal. Texas and OU are going to the SEC starting 2025. Possibly sooner, but I doubt it. Yeah. They they got to pay a lot of money in order to make it happen before 2025. But yeah, so the SEC gets two major powerhouses. They get another, well, a, a one huge rivalry in Texas and Oklahoma, mm-hmm. and then another rivalry in A&M and Texas. Yeah. And SEC will now have, what, 16 or eight, is that 18? Does that bring them to 18 now? I don't think eight. No, not 18. I think it's like 15. Are you sure? Pretty sure. I thought they were already at 16. With the Back when they added A&M a- and Mizzou. A&M and Mizzou. I thought that brought them to 16, maybe 14. They are either at 16 now. You might be right. Let me see. At going to 18, or they're at 14 now going to 16. But to me, that the Big 12's done. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I would say that they will probably just completely dissolve, or they will bring in uh, some mid-majors, and, I mean, as far as being a power conference, its days are over. Whether or not the Big 12, they could possibly stick around, but they are like going to become the Mac. Yeah. You know, just a mid major with one or two decent teams in it. Um, but more than likely, what we're going to see is they're going to go away. And it's looking more and more like we're basically going to just get down to four, four conferences. And that's yeah. the. SEC, the ACC, and the the Pac-12 or whatever, and the Big Ten. Like, everybody is going to be... I've heard a lot of speculation that this might lead to a Big Ten-Pac-12 merger. Well, at this point, just, yeah. Yeah, might as well. Just have the fucking, the North and the South. There you go. Just divide everybody up. And yeah. I've heard speculation that this is 
the opening shots that will eventually kill the NCAA. I, that is a, the one plus. Spe- speculation yeah. is that within 10 years, the NCAA will no longer have its hands in football, at right. least for the mid or the, the big schools. Like, right. They're going to all just, if they can figure out how to self govern to, to the point where they don't need the NCAA anymore, that's what's going to happen. And I think that's what exactly is yeah. going to happen. It's just a matter of time. And. I mean, it is what it is, but I just want a good college football game to come out. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, I'd say we're two years away, but EA's making it, so. Yeah. I'm, we'll, we'll segue to that later. Well, yeah, and I, I, yeah. I told you about that back when you were all excited. I'm like, mm, just no. I know, but the only thing that gives me hope is it's a completely separate team. It's, I don't know. Maybe it's separate team, brand new engine. Maybe that'll help. I don't know, but we'll see. I don't know. So yeah, big things coming in college football. Obviously not this season, but the the, the landscape is definitely a change in here, very very soon. Now, NFL. Another thing that was kind of going on that we didn't really discuss, but the main part of it really kind of broke after we finished, and that was Aaron Rodgers. Um, reporting to camp and basically walking in there and saying, I'll play, but you're going to make this my last year of the contract. Mm -hmm. You're going to go out and get Randall Cobb. You're going to, you know, get off my dick. I'm going to go do a press conference right now and basically just throw you under the bus for about 30 minutes. It was like the NFL. And then I'll see you at practice. It was like the NFL equivalent of the CM Punk pipe bomb promo where he just... Yeah, laid I mean, into his employer for twenty minutes. And... Yeah, he aired all his grievances and was just like, "Yeah, this is how you know how they're fucking me, and I'm here, but I'm probably gone." Is basically right. what he was saying. Is that this is, and that's what it amounts to. Is that they reworked his deal to where this is the last season that he's stuck in Green Bay. He can go wherever he wants. And Devontae Adams, I, they're talking, but. He kind of broke off his talks mm-hmm. to the point where now he might be a free agent at the end of the year. And then Randall Cobb gets brought back, so that gives Aaron another weapon. And also fucking Deshaun Watson. It, although, let's be honest, Watson isn't going to play this year anyway. All right. Um, so, yeah, Aaron Rodgers is back for a year. We'll see how it goes. But I would say that... uh. He's he's done after this. All right. Um, the other thing we didn't talk about, which happened even before camp, was the Rams lost Cam Akers. Yeah. Which who was uh, kind of exploded on the scene out of nowhere last year. Solid running back and was thought to be a a major uh, cog in their wheel. Now he's out, so the Rams are are kind of. That's big news that I don't think is being treated like big news. Because, I mean, that's Sean McVay's offense, as explosive as it is, it starts with the running game. Yeah. And you lose your starting running back. That's that's huge. So Yeah. It, I see – I could see a trade before it's all said and done, depending on how preseason goes. In fact, there was a rumor that the Rams were going to go after Benny Snell mm. from the Steelers and, and – Again, I think a lot of it is, is how are like they're going to be watching very closely 
to how some of the backups are performing in preseason. Right. And I think they'll make a move one way or another. You got options out there. One of them actually just came off the board today, but um, if I'm not mistaken, Todd Gurley is out there still. Oh, wow. And not what he used to be, but no, but he could come in and, you know, give you some solid work. And maybe if you can find one of those diamonds in the rough, you could pair him and Gurley together as a one, two punch, lean a little more heavily on Matthew Stafford and the, the passing game, which you can do. Cause yeah, he's a lot better than Jared Coffey. Uh, right agreed. Now, and so. they've got, you know, weapons around, you know, on, on the outside with right. Cooper cup and, um, Robert Woods. Right. Uh, they've got a solid receiving core. They, but again, for the Rams to contend the way everybody thought they were going to contend once they got Matthew Stafford, they definitely got to have that that stud running back, or at least a better than average running back. Right. Um, and speaking, Devontae Freeman, like I said, he came off the board. He is going to the Saints. Oh. Okay. Which I I don't really get that one. Because Devontae Freeman is like a, a very, very poor man's Alvin Kamara. And you already have Alvin Kamara. Yeah, and you already have Alvin Kamara. If anything, I would have thought you were gonna, you'd were you go after a banger, you know. A, that would be my strategy, too, yeah. You know, I don't know, like someone like Ingram that, that you already had, but he's not available. Or where is he? I think Ingram is still available, if I'm not he mistaken. He might be, yeah. Um, but yeah, I... Bottom line is, I would think you would get more of a power guy than somebody like Devontae Freeman, who did play for the Giants last year, but uh, couldn't stay healthy. He did. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He couldn't stay healthy, and even the the little bit that he was in there didn't do great. So, um, Dak Prescott hurt. Yeah, uh, shoulder sprain. Don't think it's anything earth shattering. Ankle has responded great, so he's good on that. Um, but, yeah, it's at least enough to raise your eyebrows as Cowboy fans as to, oh, God, here we go again. But looks like he's going to be okay. Carson Wentz also hurt. <clears throat> Can I finish? <laughs> yes, Carson Wentz out indefinitely is what they're saying. And the early vague hints mm-hmm. are Liz Frank. Ooh. Well, that freaking... And it makes sense because they're not saying anything about it. That sleeper MVP pick isn't looking good. No, because Liz Frank, year, yeah. out for the year. Just write it down now. If he, if it is, in fact, the dreaded Liz Frank, he's done. Mm-hmm. He's out for the year. And dare I say, that that, that could be the career killer, man. I mean... Uh, maybe. I mean, you got a guy that has shown that he can't really stay healthy and... Now, now he's out for a year. If I'm the Colts, I don't know how how long I hold out hope that he's going to become the guy that right. everybody thought he was going to be a couple years ago. Right. So yeah, the Colts could very well be in the market. Do they still have Brissett, or do they let him go? I th- I don't think so. I could be wrong, but I don't think so. Yeah, I couldn't remember if they still had Jacoby or not, but I want to say no, but again, I'm not 100% certain on that. Yeah, that would be – I'm kind of leaning the same way. Uh, He is not there. He is with the Miami Dolphins. Okay, so who do they have as their backup quarterback then? 
Because I can tell you who they might end up having. Uh, they got uh, Sam Ellinger. He's a rookie. Yeah. They've also got Brett Hundley. Hundley. Who is again? Who? He I mean, he's played sparingly. Uh, Jalen Morton, who's also a probably an undrafted rookie out of Prairie View A and M. So yeah, they are not looking good quarterback wise. Right. But. Carson Wentz's worst nightmare will probably be a Colt. Nick Foles? Yes. Yeah, I heard that rumor too. I, I could definitely I could see that happening. I mean he also played it wasn't wasn't uh Reich there when the Super Bowl year? Yeah. Yeah. With Foles? Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah. I I could definitely see that happening. Mm. And the Bears. He is with the Bears still, right? No. Foles? I think he's a free agent. Really? Oh, that's right. That's right. They let him go because they got Andy Dalton. Yeah, of course. The superstar. Right. And then they drafted the, a quarterback the in the Red first Raider. round because their starting quarterback would have been Andy Dalton. Yeah. All right. I, surely somebody is signed Foles, right? Like, you know what? It does say he is with Chicago. Huh. I thought so. Yeah, he's still in Chicago. Okay, my bad. Yeah, yeah, because it says, could he be on the... Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, they got Andy Dalton or Nick Foles, basically. I mean, to me, Andy Dalton, Nick Foles, eh, six of one, yeah. half a dozen the other. Right. Uh, I would say I'd call the Colts and be like, look, which one do you want the most and what what's the best deal you can give us for one of those guys? Because, you know, the other one is going to start for a couple of weeks until they suck, and then we throw in Justin Fields and right. – Basically show why Ohio State quarterbacks can't play in the NFL. <laughs> Maybe not. We'll see. But regardless, the Colts are going to have to to do something if it is, in fact, that, that Liz Frank to where he's going to basically miss the season. And the fact that, that they have not really mentioned anything is a little bit on the scary side. Right. Uh, so now, the Steelers. Nothing earth-shattering as far as what's going on in camp. Uh, we're seeing... Really good performances, again, by Najee Harris, by Pat Freermuth, Lil Gronk. Um, a couple of things I've heard have concerned me, one being that Trey Turner is struggling early. The new center? Guard. Oh, okay. the, the The former Pro Bowl guard that we oh, signed. Right, right, okay. But, again, you can't throw in five new starting offensive linemen and just expect magic. Like, this is going to take – a little bit of time playing together to gel, and so I'm not, you know, hitting the panic button just yet. One thing I am a little concerned of is that T.J. Watt mm-hmm. has not really done anything in camp, like literally, physically, has not done anything, mm. and they will not because it's not a rule. They don't have to. Uh, Tomlin isn't saying anything about it. Mm. Basically, you just read the reports. T.J. Watt did not participate. T.J. Mm. Watt did not participate. Like he's on this, he's there, he's on the sideline doing conditioning, but he's not participating in team drills. So it's one of two things. He's got a lingering injury that they don't want to talk about and that they're just hoping he works through. Or, in my opinion, the more likely scenario 
we're getting ready, you know, we're negotiating hard right now to get this guy signed to a monster deal. Mm-hmm. Let's not risk getting him hurt in getting the him hurt. camp, yeah. And that could be either side. That could be Pittsburgh saying, look, you're the fucking backbone of this defense. You, We know what you, we have in you, so you just like get in good cardio shape, and then when it's time to play, you can play. Or it's T.J. Watt and his agent going, yeah, until I fucking sign this monster contract, I'm not risking injury. And I don't blame either side if that's yeah. the case. I would probably be like, look, mm, show me the money, and then I'll show you the practice. Yeah. <laughs> I... I- I don't see TJ Watt doing that personally. I don't either. Yeah. But uh, I would get it. Like I, I ain't gonna be mad if, you know, because, right. it, look, it's TJ Watt. We know he can play. I don't think it, it, the defense hasn't changed. I mean, they might have thrown in a wrinkle here or there, mm-hmm. but it's not like he's got to get in there and do a whole new system and learn it. We know what TJ Watt can do. They know what TJ Watt can do. So getting in there and getting reps right now before the fucking first preseason game to me is not all that important. Right. Just get in shape, get, you know, get your cardio up, get ready to go. And then, you know, we'll get you signed before game one. And there you go. Which makes the Melvin Ingram thing even better because you've got a, you know, somebody who I think can still play at a very high level. Mm -hmm. And then you also got Highsmith. So you don't need to throw T.J. Watt out there in preseason right, right. now. I agree. So go from there. All right. Let me know when you're done with NFL news because you clearly didn't see the same thing I did. Otherwise, you'd be angry. As far as NFL or? Mm-hmm. Well, is it about the Steelers? It's about the whole league. Well, what is it? Don't leave me hanging. USA Today released their predictions for the season. Oh, I'm sure they shit on Pittsburgh. Guess. Guess a win total. That USA Today says? Mm-hmm. Five. Okay, you went a little too far. Seven and ten is their prediction. They got the, the Brownies winning the division at 13 and four. Ravens getting in a, a wild card at 11 and six. Our Steelers at seven and ten. Those Bengals at six and 11. Yeah, no, I'm not surprised. I'm yeah. really not. Uh, everybody is shitting on them. With there are a few exceptions out there, like what I talked about last week, like Bart Scott. You know, surprisingly on on the band. Adam Adam Shine, who says the Bengals are going to finish higher than the Steelers. <laughs> uh, Mike Tannenbaum, the guy responsible for drafting such Hall of Fame caliber quarterbacks like Mark Sanchez. Uh, says that Ben Roethlisberger's career is over and that he will be benched before the end of the year. I remember hearing that. It's like, oh, so you think Dwayne Haskins is a better quarterback than Ben yeah. Roethlisberger? Because I... Ugh. That was the other thing that, that has come out of camp so far through the first week is that Mason Rudolph has not progressed. It's hmm. It's looking rough. And on the other side of that coin, Dwayne Haskins has looked very good. So, nah, I'm not sitting here telling you that he's our future, uh, but it, it's not looking good for for Mason Rudolph right now. And even worse, it's not looking good for Josh Dobbs because Rudolph just signed that extension. Although I think it's only another extra year or whatever, but their intention is that he's going to be there at least next year. Mm-hmm. And in my opinion, 
the Steelers are, are planning on it's going to either be Haskins or Dobbs that gets cut. I think mm-hmm. that is when they walked into this season, that's what their thought process was. We got right. Ben for one more year. Rudolph is going to be here. Now we just have to pick between Hobbs or Dobbs, I'm sorry, and Haskins. And so far, Haskins has looked really good in camp. Rudolph hasn't. So while I don't think they're going to cut Rudolph, although they could, it's the NFL, um, it looks right now on paper, as long as he doesn't completely tank in the preseason, looks like uh, Haskins might be worth keeping around at least for a year or so. Just kind of looking through the rest of this, uh, I'm not seeing anything that jumps out as like groundbreaking or appalling. Like they have the Texans finishing last in the league. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I would, I, I would probably put every fucking dime I had to my name right now. I I can't think of another team in worse shape. Eagles, maybe. No, nah, I, I, not I, as bad as Houston. Yeah. Just yeah, can't can't see any team performing worse than than Houston right now, given all of the distractions. They just got rid of one of their better receivers. Uh, yeah, I just. And now I, oh, I know what I, um, before I get into this other aspect of football, I did have, did you see Troy Palomalu? No. Well, you know, the, the Hall of Fame ceremony is yeah. rapidly approaching. Mm-hmm. Tested positive for COVID. Ah. Now, I don't think he's symptomatic. And given the timeline and everything, there's still a chance that he can go as long as he follows all the protocols. So he's not completely out of it, but the NFL hall of fame has committed that even if he's not there, he is getting the full hall of fame treatment. Right. And I thought, look, this has been the year of video conferencing. Mm -hmm. Fucking zoom him in there, throw him on the big screen and, and still let him have his moment. Right. And you know, you put, a camera on the crowd so that he can see that and feel the, the appreciation granted. It's not going to be the same as being there because I had it not been for COVID. I would probably be going to Canton this week, Mm -hmm. Uh, but I, I know I'm sure it's, it's probably just a shit show, but when we went to Canton, we, we saw one Steeler go in granted that one Steeler was one of the best of all time, in my opinion, in Jerome Bettis, but so story. Yeah, but here's the thing. Jerome Bettis, one Steeler, mm-hmm. went in. What would you say percentage-wise for the weekend total? And the Steelers were playing in the Hall of Fame game, so that figure factor, they're doing it again this time. Um, what would you say the percentage was when we went Steeler fans to 31 other NFL fans? Um, I would say 98%. I don't think I'd go that high. But it was it was up there. I would have said a solid 80 percent. Oh, dude, it was more. Than maybe that. maybe more. But I don't think ninety seven. Come on. Okay, maybe ninety. Yeah, I mean it was a literal sea of black and gold for the the two day two and a half days we were there. Like so much so, Chris Berman when he started the night had to address it. And yeah, we're in a, Canton, Ohio, and I hear that's very close to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Yeah. And, uh, so and that was just Jerome Bettis. Mm. This time. You got Bill Cower, mm-hmm. Troy Palomalu. Um, I, I don't remember. Are they breaking it up into two weeks or two nights? The two nights. Two three, ni- uh, three nights. Uh, uh, Hall of Fame game is Thursday, and I think 
the next three nights are the class ofs class of class of and centennial class i don't know yeah. the order but yeah. so in, in the matter of a weekend you got troy palomalo bill cower bill nunn old school was like very 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 instrumental in building that team in the 70s as a scout as a scout he had the ends with all yeah. the historically black schools. Donnie Shell, who people have been screaming at the top of their lungs to to get him in because probably one of the top safeties of the seventies slash eighties. Donnie Shell was Ronnie Lott before Ronnie Lott was Ronnie Lott. Like that's my best description of mm-hmm. Donnie Shell. Just a fucking missile. Mm-hmm. Um, and Alan Fanica. Yeah, like so five pivotal. Steelers going in the Hall of Fame as opposed to, like I said. So that place is is going to be probably your 97%, the way yeah. you talked about. So all this circles back to I, I hope and pray for, for and I, uh, but nobody's praying more than Troy Palomalu right now. Yeah. If you've ever seen him on the sidelines, he said like 8,000 prayers a game. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I really hope that he can get out there and uh, do this in person because that would, that would just be epic. All right. So, yeah. Um, did you have anything else NFL-wise? Yes, I did. Go ahead. Um, I, was gonna, I keep saying I'm reading it. I'm not reading it. I'm listening to it because it's an audio book. Cower's book. Have you checked it checked out yet? No, but I want to. Yeah. I'm about halfway through it. Um, if you're not a Steeler fan, there's nothing in there for you. I mean, it's... It makes sense. I, mean, I, I, I know, but like Hunter read Tom Coughlin's book and loved it. So, I mean, that's just like a comparison sometimes and whatever. Anyway, um, did you know Bill Cower was the offensive coordinator for the last game of the 98 season? No. Yeah, they scored three points. <laughs> Dan's like, wow, you guys move, our offense moved the ball better than it has all year. And he goes, like, I thought about telling him, Dan, we scored three points, but I'm like, thanks, boss. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, uh, Offense was not his forte. Yeah. That's not what what got him that job. Yeah. His future wife, Kay. There was one funny part where they met in college. Now ex-wife, by the way. Passed away. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, she didn't. My bad. I forgot. Yeah, she died of what, cancer? Skin wasn't it? cancer, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> anyway, one story that was kind of funny is uh, he had a crush on her and like never spoke to her, but she had a twin sister. So he asked her out on a date, and he was like, fuck, I forgot to ask her her name. Is she K or J? And then later, like the next day, they had a phone conversation. All right, I'll see you later. Babe. Uh, Bill. <laughs> yeah. She's like, all right, yeah. Uh, well, anyway, she said her name. So, yeah, it's just funny. Asked her out on a date and didn't actually know her name. Didn't know which. I mean, which... he knew it was one of the two. Right? Oh, yeah. yeah. He just didn't know which one, which was funny. But... That is pretty good. Yeah. All right, so yeah, again, uh, teams are just starting to strap the pads on. So, like every year, we're going to start seeing guys dropping. There's going to be some major injuries. I'm just over here knocking on anything wood that's within my reach that none of them are my beloved Steelers Uh, because nothing can fucking derail a team faster, as the Colts may very well soon find out. Than, than losing one of your top players. So, that being said, the other big NFL news of the week, if you can call it that, is Madden 22 ratings. 
and they have turned this into such an event. Yeah. Like, literally, it was a, a little bit every day. It's Madden Ratings Week, they're calling it. Yeah. On ESPN, they drop all these things. Right. And I got a few issues. Top 10 edge rushers. TJ Watts, number three, at a 94 overall, behind Miles Garrett, who's a 98, and Khalil Mack, who's a 96. I, in look, in the last, TJ Mack needs to be number one. If you look at the TJ stats. TJ Mack? TJ Mack. TJ Watt, <laughs> wow. TJ Watt needs to be number one. If you look at the stats over the last three years uh, for pass rushing statistics, TJ Watt is either leading or in the top two in almost every category. Right. Now, I think Miles Garrett is right there. And even Khalil Mack, even though he didn't have a great year this past year, he's still a stud. But if if Miles Garrett is a 98, then TJ Watt at least should be a 98. I'm yeah. not saying he's 99 worthy, uh, maybe after this year, but yeah. Shouldn't be a four overall point. Yeah, not, not 98 versus 94. And he shouldn't have the same overall as his brother. Yeah, and that was my other thing. J.J. Watt is also a 94 overall. Don't get me wrong. J.J. Watt is one of the best defensive linemen ever and probably the best defensive lineman maybe. Well, he's an edge rusher, so I won't put him there with Aaron Donald. But still, uh, J.J. should probably be about a 90 right now because J.J.'s getting up there. He's Mm -hmm. injury-prone. You know, there are other people that I've seen, their ratings, that are coming off a subpar injury season that just got devastated uh, ratings-wise. And I think J.J. Watt probably should be down there with Nick Bosa at 90 or Joey at 92 even. I I don't agree with that either. I think I, both I, Bosa brothers need to be higher. Yeah, I, I could see them more closer to mid-90s. Yeah. Um, Cam Jordan and Von Miller, I think, are a little high. I think Von yeah. Miller especially should probably be more 88, 89 yeah. in, in that range. And I didn't see what his rating is, and I'll go through it, but I'm just going through their top tens right now, and then I'll, I'm going to nitpick a few others as we go through. But uh, the 99 Club... Oh, I thought that was an actual picture. I'll get to that in a minute. Uh, oh, here's... <laughs> I'll just get to my biggest fucking gripe. Top safeties. What? Yeah. You didn't see this? No. I, fuck Madden. Yeah. <laughs> the top safeties. Now, this is free and, and strong combined. But the top safeties. Minka Fitzpatrick is number 10 at an 89 overall. Yeah. Huh? Jesse Bates, the third. Who the fuck is that? Exactly. Is a 91 for the Bengals. Wow. Justin Simmons is a 91 overall for the Broncos. Harrison Smith, a 90 overall for the Vikings. I mean, he's pretty good, but he he's is, not but as good as Mika Fitzpatrick being an 89. I just, I'm sorry. That is an absolute fucking joke. I'll give you Honey Badger 
at 95. 95, I think, is a little high me too, yeah. for Honey Badger. And Buda Baker at 93. If it were me, I would say Matthew, Baker, McCordy, and Fitzpatrick should all be in the 94, 92 range mm-hmm. together. The rest of these guys fall in line behind them. But, yeah, when that one came out, I lost my shit. Like, no. you got to be kidding me. Just no way. Uh, running backs, no surprise. Christian McCaffrey, 97 overall. Derrick Henry, 96 overall. Nick Chubb, a 96. Dalvin Cook, a 95. I, I don't, looking at that list, I don't really see very many problems there. Saquon at 90, given that he's coming off of a season long injury, could go either way. Um, but overall, I don't see a huge problem with that list. I did. Did you know Nick Chubb's break tackle is higher than Derrick Henry's? No, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Derrick Henry's break tackle should be like 104. Right. I don't, yeah, I don't know where they get off on that. Yeah. And then wide receivers. Here's another problem I have Devontae Adams, A, is in the 99 club. I don't, I'm sorry, no. I don't I no, I don't see it. Devontae Adams, of course, is one of what the better wide receivers in the game, without question. Is he ninety nine overall worthy? Not in mm, my opinion. I don't think so either. And DeAndre Hopkins is a ninety eight overall. I'd to see, me, yeah. you flip those. Yeah. DeAndre Hopkins is the best overall overall wide receiver in the league right now. I would agree. I still think Tyreek Hill at a ninety eight is too high. I still think yeah. he's a lot more of a one trick pony than, you know, he's just, he's fast Mm -hmm. and granted he's got good hands and everything, but how many times you see Tyreek Hill, like go up in traffic and make the tough catch the way Deandre Hopkins does. Right. Or even Devontae Adams for that matter. Right. You know, so they definitely deserve to be ranked higher, but I don't see Tyreek Hill as a 98 overall. I I just, I, I don't Julio Jones. At a 95, eh, it might be a little high. He's coming off kind of a rough year, but it, it's still not horrible. Um, Amari Cooper at a 98 I, or 92, I think, is a little on the high side. A little bit. Um, I think Mike Evans should probably be higher than Keenan Allen and Amari Cooper. Yeah. Uh, Allen Robinson. Granted, he, he have... doesn't really have a quarterback, so we'll 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 give him a break there. But one of the things, that, Antonio Brown, I think, is like an eighty-four. Wow! This was a guy that was in the ninety-nine club just two years ago. Yeah. So yeah. Um, one of the other the defensive linemen, which I did probably... you see that? Scroll up. One more. One more. The little commercial they did where Tom Brady's trying to increase his speed rating and Chad Ochocinco's taping him. You don't really need volume, so. Oh, this is a fun podcast to listen to. Yeah, is it with Johnson going to have a, oh, God, a cheat. (laughs) That's funny. Speedboat, cheetah. And then it shows Brady just clodding along. They need to get a sundial out. <laughs> and he got a 60 and speed. And he got a 60 speed. Yeah, that's worthy. Yeah. Uh, quarterbacks. 
Patrick Mahomes, 99 overall. Duh. 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 Tom Brady, 97 overall. I still think it's a little high. I, I, I don't think he's better than Aaron Rodgers at this point. In his career. I don't either. I mean, 95? Yeah. Yeah. Mid-90s. Mid I, I don't see him as a 97. Right. Aaron Rodgers, 96. I, I wouldn't be mad if, if he was a 97-98. I think he's it's Aaron Rodgers coming off MB, MVP season. Actually, he should be up there. Uh, Lamar Jackson was a 90. What was he? Was he a 99 last year? Wasn't he? Because he was a cover athlete, right? Because wasn't that one of my big rants? Maybe. Was that he was a I think he was a 99 Maybe. going into last season. Um, Deshaun Watson's a 90, which... <laughs> So what? He's not going to play. Josh Allen. The memes has been great. Yeah, I think you even posted I, it. I shared it. Yeah. Josh Allen's an 88 overall. What was this Josh Allen last year? An 88 overall. So you're telling me he did not improve. Yeah, bullshit. He got yeah. a lot better. Yeah. Um, Dak Prescott in 87. Coming off injury. Again, it's one of those things like you treat one guy one way and other guys get a free pass. To be fair, he did look awesome before he got hurt. Matt Ryan is an 85, and they're not very kind to quarterbacks, I've noticed. No, no. In recent years, Roethlisberger is like a 74, maybe? He's that low? I'm going to look at him, but he's low. Uh, I mean, I could see him in the 70s, but 74? Jesus. Yeah, it's, it's not great. I know that. So going to their official site. But yeah, I've noticed that in like the last ten years too. Ratings are fucking kind of weird. It's like what? Yeah, it, it's just the the ninety nine club is Aaron Donald. That's a no brainer. Mm-hmm. Devonte Adams, I, I disagree with. Jalen Ramsey, I I he's a ninety nine though. Best corner in the league, yeah. But a ninety nine, yeah. Uh, I, I yeah, I don't have an issue with that. Travis Kelsey, I don't have an issue with that. Again, I. I a 99? Mm-hmm. I don't... Yeah. I don't agree. Um, where were the ones I was going to look? Oh, uh, so we'll just go to quarterbacks. They make it difficult to do it on their site. Baker Mayfield's an 84. Matthew Stafford Ugh. is kind of low to me as at an 83. Him and Mayfield both. Yeah, I'd put those guys a little bit higher. Oh, Roethlisberger's a 78. I'm sorry. Okay. Behind Kirk Cousins, Justin Herbert. Herbert's Derek, an 80? 80, yes. Derek Carr. Yeah. You're telling me Derek Carr, at based on last year's stats, is only one overall point, or is one overall point better than Justin Herbert? No. No, I think Justin Herbert... Should at least be in the mid-80s uh, yeah. based on his play last year. I think Matthew Stafford should be much closer to a 90. I would agree. Uh, Josh Allen at an 88 should be in the 90s. I think Roethlisberger at 78. At least an 82, 83. I mean, yeah. granted, he kind of fell off towards the end, but statistically, he was still pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Um. Ben Roethlisberger is a 78. So is Trevor Lawrence. A guy that's never thrown a fucking pass in the NFL. 
is the same rating as a guy that's won two Super Bowls and is probably going to finish this season in the top, at least the top five, maybe the top four of passing yards all time. Like, it's Madden. I don't know why I get mad at this every year, but I do. Yeah, you don't even play the games. So. Exactly. Yeah. And it, well, now we're fucking seeing why. But yeah, safeties. What was the other? There was another one that I was going to look at. Oh, again, we're Steelers fans, so I just want to quickly look at their. I know Justin Fields is a seventy-four. Yeah, he's. I know he's higher than Mac Jones. Mac Jones is a seventy-one, which is like, damn, it's rough for first-round quarterback. That's very low. The Steeler ratings, top player. You still have it set to quarterbacks. Oh, yeah. Dwayne Haskins is a 63. Yeah, their filter system sucks. Like everything that Madden does in the last 10 years. Their top-rated guy is T.J. Watt at 94. Uh, Cameron Hayward, a 92. Uh, As far as, yeah, defensive linemen, Mm -hmm. both Hayward and Tuitt are in the top 10. Rightfully so. Um. And Hayward at 92, I think, is still third behind Aaron Donald. And I don't remember who the other guy is, but I believe Hayward is tied with somebody as the third best interior lineman. Um, so I'm not super mad at that. I think they're right where they need to be. But my bigger biggest problem, of course, is, is Minka Fitzpatrick as an 89. That's, yeah. again, if some of those guys with their ratings, Minka should at least be low 90s. Right. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster as an 84, I think, is low. Yeah. I mean, this is a guy that's gone 97 yards twice in the last couple years on touchdowns, most of which were running. His speed is only a 88. Yeah, it's... I I have a couple of clips that I'd like to show, the ratings adjuster, where he catches the ball like 15 yards downfield and then... Takes it all the way. That's right. not an 88 speed, boys. Right. Um, so, yeah, I think Juju, at least upper 80s. Right. Given on how he's played in the last few years. Um, Deontay Johnson is 81 with only a 91 speed, I think, is a little on the low side. Right. Although, I don't know what his hands rating is, but given how he played last year, his hands rating should be about a 12 because <laughs> he just dropped a lot of balls. Um, Claypool at a 78, that I don't agree with. I don't, yeah, again, dude had a monster season last year. At least throw him in the 80s and see what he does. But not, uh, they still have Vince Williams on there. Uh, Devin Bush as a 77. Yeah, no. Granted, he was out most of the year, but uh, when he's in there, he damn sure plays better than a 77. Well, did you see what happened to our team after he got hurt? (laughs) Yeah. Or defense yeah. specifically, yeah. So he's kind of makes a difference. Terrell Edmonds, the 77, that's way too high. Um, no, Edmonds actually played really well last year. I, oh, I get it. But no, Edmonds didn't have a lot of splash plays, but he didn't also get beat like a rented mule a lot. I mean, he, yeah. he made a couple mistakes for being a young guy, but he really started to show that maybe he can stick around. Najee Harris at a 76. I don't kind of low for a first round pick and somebody that was, you know, rated as a first round pick. He's first only back off the board. too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Only two points higher than Benny Snell. Come on. That's, that's a little ridiculous, okay. but yeah. So that's the ratings. 
again, not a lot of major issues, but just a few issues that are pretty glaring. Mm-hmm. That seems like every year. That's uh, yeah, it happens. And again, these are preseason ratings; they'll change on a weekly basis. But bottom line is, Madden has basically turned into a shit game. We've the ratings are the covered least of their ad nauseum. Yeah, I mean, which brings me back now to the whole soon year or two away NCAA football. Mm -hmm. I know like when the news broke that they could, they were coming back with it. You were super excited. And I kind of popped that balloon like, "Eh, no, they're basically, I realized they got a whole new dev team, Mm -hmm. but there's no way in hell they're going to build it from scratch as their own. They are going to get the base coding. Mm -hmm. Here's Madden. Tweak it to college. Hmm. Now, whether or not they tweak it enough to make it a better game, I, I don't see it happening. Hmm. It's going to be Madden with college teams, just the way I see it. You're probably right, but I don't want to believe it. Yeah. Right. And it, it it blows my mind the difference in gameplay that was between Madden and NCAA football. It was not. It's the third generation is what we're not the third generation, the 360, 360 yes, generation. Yeah. yeah, it was. I mean, it was just unbelievable how different they were playing the game. Mm-hmm. Like, I never, I'm a college football fan, only, I mean, to a very I casual, would say, yeah, casual degree. Whereas you're much more into college football than, than I am, mm-hmm. but it just so. I mean, you would think that I would want to get Madden and take the Steelers and mold them in my own image, but it just it sucked. The game's horrible. Yeah. So I would have much rather, and did, in fact, throw an NCAA game on and create my own college, or or basically what I would do is I would put Illinois State and make them Division One and build them into a powerhouse. It was mm. it was fun. Right. And Madden was boring, lame, and shitty. Right. So. We'll see. Like I said, we're I, still at least a year out, if not more. I ended up, because I kept hearing how great the gameplay was of All Pro Football 2K8. That was the one that was on 360 where it was an unlicensed football game. Yeah. It was the 2K only made one and it didn't work out. But yeah, gameplay wise, it is fucking phenomenal. It is so much better than modern day Madden. Problem is, there's like no depth. Like there's no franchise mode. There's just a season mode. And it, that yeah, kills it, but and see, gameplay wise, two K had ESPN two K five, I think it was. Mm-hmm. I think people have bad memories of that game. It was okay, but for people to be like, "Oh, that was so much better than Madden," no, it wasn't. Not in two thousand and five on PlayStation. No, it was not. You know as well as I do. You, I mean, you took many a beatings from me, Madden. 0405 on PS2 were the greatest Madden games ever. Yeah, without question. Right. 06 was was solid, but on the PS2. Yeah. 06 on 360 was garbage yeah. and unplayable, but Yeah. But ESPN 2K5 it was okay. You didn't play it very much. I didn't, so I didn't but for people to be like, "Oh, it was so much better than Madden." If it was so much better than Madden, guess what? We'd still fucking have a 2K NFL game. That's not what happened. What happened is EA got scared 
and they fucking paid for the exclusive rights. It wasn't because... Oh, that's right. That's right. You're yeah, right. Was, what the fuck right. are you talking about? That and 2K sold the game for 20 bucks, and that kind of pissed off the NFL. Well, yeah. And I'm like... Ugh. Well, but they had to get their market share. Right. And that's the... If, if you're going to take on one of the... The heavy hitters, you better come with a price point that's going to make people go, hey, maybe there's this option. Right. And again, I don't mean to shit on the game. I didn't think it was horrible. It just wasn't better at the time than Madden was at that time on that system. Was there potential? Yeah, for sure. But EA, like you said, took the wind out of their sails and said, no, we're going to pay out the ass to create a shitty game for the next 20 years. I think it was just preference of like, again, Madden back then was more simulation football than it is now. But one thing I I will give ESPN, they had better presentation. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Not even close. The halftime shows and everything. Yeah. The presentation was, was awesome for a 2005 video game. Um, but gameplay wasn't better than Madden. It is it was if, close. It is if you want more simulation gameplay. Because Madden was just a smidge more arcadey. Yeah. So, I, but they were both awesome gameplay wise, though. Yeah, no, they were both very strong, and I, I wish that we could have had competition. But I mean, who knows? Two K is coming out with an arcade football game. Maybe if that does really well, and NFL sees all their shitty. I reviews. have no faith in Two K. Zero. They have. Okay. They had, I mean, literally, they've got the NBA world by the balls, and they have just year after year continued to shit on their fan base because there's no competition. All right, okay. I, I, I'm, I don't. No, I, I mean, I'm. A, right, okay. I've said many times, I'm a diehard two NBA two K player, but uh, this, the news that has come out thus far on the two K twenty two has has not been great. They mm-hmm. they're still separating the player base by creating two completely different versions of the game being current gen and, and mm, next gen. Mm-hmm. And there's no transfer of, of rep of rep player rep between the two. The only thing that is transferable that like you, you play current gen, you can jump on next gen and continue your progress is my team. Mm. And what is my team known for? Microchips. Making money. Yeah. Yes. To create a player you know, you, you buy the game, and then you, if you want to not suck for a long time, you have to put more money into it to create your player and make him viable. Mm-hmm. So now, you know, you're going to have half the fan base on this game, half the fan base on the next gen, not even half at this point with, with the number of consoles that are out right now. So, yeah, it's it's going to – I'm predicting – I'm hoping I'm wrong, but I'm predicting that this is going to be – Another very dry, horrible year for NBA 2K. But there isn't an alternative. Right. At least not this year. Yeah. EA last made an NBA game in 2019, 2K or, or Live 19. And it wasn't horrible. Right. It just wasn't 2K standard, you know. Yeah. It wasn't enough to bring people back. They say that they're working on it. And if I'm EA... I I take this time, and maybe they have been. I don't know. We just kind of like GTA. We don't know what the fuck they're doing. Mm-hmm. But I would build the greatest basketball game ever and just sit on social media and YouTube and see what people are talking about, what they want, mm-hmm. and make sure it's in the game. And then I would 
I would pull a 2K. I would come out with the game and charge 20 bucks. And yeah, you're you going to do that low. Not now. Okay, I mean, 30. Yeah, okay. 30 or 40. Actually, you could go free. If you cuz there's going to be microtransactions. The last one didn't. Hmm? The last NBA Live had no microtransactions. That was a big selling point. Okay, but it it's gonna. I'm telling it's EA it's gonna. But they but didn't. Can I fucking make my point? <laughs> okay. Go ahead. You you bring it out cheap. Mm-hmm. Use you could have your microtransactions or whatever to build your players or do your ultimate team type thing, whatever. But that's still way better than spending seventy bucks on the game right. and still putting in those microtransactions to build your player or build your ultimate team type thing. Right. So you come out, you get them out of the gate, like, fuck, 20, 30 bucks. I'll give it a shot. Mm -hmm. And if it's a good game that you've now had upwards of three years to produce, Mm -hmm. I'm going to put more money into it. Yeah. Wow. I only spent 20 or 30 bucks on this. I'll throw another 60, 70 bucks in it to build my player. Right. As opposed to 150 on 2K on average to buy the game and build nobody nobody buys the game as, that plays my career slash park and things like that nobody just ma- builds one player right. nobody you all everybody has two three four sometimes more mm-hmm. and unless you want to grind through the career which is fucking boring mm. to build your player up you're gonna throw 50 bucks at it to get him all the way up to an 85 and then build from there so Looking at the two in comparison, I could pay a little bit for this game and more on transactions, or I can play pay twice as much for this game and still pay the same amount on microtransactions. It they've they've got a chance. Yeah. If they do it right, EA can come in and slap the taste out of two K's mouth. But it's EA and I don't have a lot of faith in them either. Right. So we'll see. Right. Speaking of video games, as much as I hate Warzone is just in the absolute worst state it's ever been. The, you cannot go on Warzone right now and play more than one game in a row without running into hackers. Oh. It, it's, I'm telling you, it's bad. It's gotten to the point now where we very, my, the guys that I play with, we very rarely will even play Verdansk, the big map. We'll mm-hmm. jump into the small map. And you still run into hackers there, mm-hmm. but... No, like you might play 10 re it's called rebirth island you might play 10 of those and maybe run into one hacker mm-hmm. whereas again you jump into verdansk at least every other game there's a hacker that's got 30 kills auto aim and mm. while it's yeah it's bad and it's a free game i know but it's it's driven by microtransactions and, and they could so easily fix the problem for so many people but they won't do it and I don't know if it's because it's Activision or because of Microsoft or whatever, but all they would have to do that would solve this problem for so many people is, A, bring an anti-cheat. Mm-hmm. I don't get why you can't develop a fucking anti-cheat that automatically detects when somebody is using aimbot or wall hacks or whatever, or some kind of thing where a little alarm goes off when somebody's ripping 25 kills and then they have live monitors at Mm -hmm. all times on the servers. That's how a lot of people get 
nailed for cheating. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, oh, this player, he's got 25 kills. Let me just pull up the game. Oh, he's got 25 kills with 85% headshot. Yeah, he's cheating. Mm-hmm. Insta-ban. Right. But the problem is, and it's funny because Raven and Activision will get on there on Twitter and be like, hey, we banned 50,000 accounts today because we're combating cheating. But they leave out the fact that they don't do a, a like a hard ban. They just they ban an account. So by the time they're done typing that fucking tweet out, those 50,000 people have just used a new email address and signed up for a new account and reloaded their hacks, and they're back in the game plan. Right. And so here's where the problem lies. When they do that, they say, oh, we've just banned all these people. Well, then they go back and they look at their stats. Mm-hmm. Look at this. We got 40,000 new players this week. Yeah, no shit. It's the same fucking people that you've banned 13 times because they've created all these different accounts. You're not getting new players. You're getting the same players that are using the same cheats on a different account. Right. And so they take that to the board and like, eh, look at our growth. No, it's not. It's it's the same fucking people. And mm-hmm. the, the hardcore people that play the game for fun without cheating are, are leaving. Mm-hmm. Some of the biggest streamers in the Warzone community, Nick Merckx, Tim the Tapman, uh, Jay God, these guys that are, you know, basically become millionaires or close to it because they get on there and they play this game, have left the game. Mm. They went to like Apex and, and they don't even like Apex, but at least they can get on there and play it without some asshole sniping them from across the map because they're using cheats. Right. And it's it's just bad because it's a it is a great game at its core, but it's it's almost unplayable now with all the, the cheaters. Yeah. And how lame do you have to be to cheat in a video? Game? Right. Like, what the fuck, man? I get the novelty of it. Like, if you do it once, oh, this is funny. Or or maybe even if you have them and you got a cheater in your lobby, you turn them on and try and combat that. But right. these people that will literally just go in there and, and I don't know if you've ever spectated or watched a video. They literally, there are cheats where literally all you got to do is pull the trigger and the gun will just snap to the next closest player headshots. Like, come on. Wow. How is that fun? Right. And, and then they, and then they'll brag. Oh, I've got, you know, 462 wins. Well, no shit. You got so many wins, but, and the other thing they could do other than anti-cheat and, and this will never happen. I know it won't. It could solve at least half of the problems. Is knock off the crossplay. If you want crossplay, fine. Throw a PlayStation and Xbox in, in their own server, mm-hmm. and then everybody that's on console is happy because right. you can't cheat on console. Right. Let them do their thing. At PC, you have your own servers. We'll mm-hmm. deal with them separately. Let the because a lot, even the big streamers, that would make them happy because most of them are on PC just because the game performs better. But they're fucked. But yeah. at least the console players, you won't lose them. Right. Whereas now the console players are leaving to go to other games, to go to Apex. That Red Dead has gotten kind of a resurgence because of this. And here's the... You've got major games on the horizon being Battlefield and uh, Halo just is going through their beta right now. Mm-hmm. Um, big games are on the horizon that could end up being the the death of, of Warzone. So when the new Call of Duty comes out, whenever it is, September, November, so far they haven't announced anything, um, they better they better come correct. They better have an anti-cheat 
of, of some kind, or they're just going to be pissing in the wind because these other games are just going to overtake them and people are going to stop playing except the cheaters. You know, because they're not making any money off the cheaters. The cheaters got hacks to where they can go in and they're, they they can put a skin in the game that's not even in the fucking game. Mm. Like they, the, it's in the coding of the game because there's a plan for it to eventually be released. Right. But like, yeah, you can go in there right now and see players using player skins and stuff that aren't supposed to be there because they can hack it. So, anyway, do you have anything else? Yeah. Go ahead. Skojo. Did you hear about that? Who? Scarlett Johansson. Oh, uh, no. I mean, I, I saw something on Twitter, but I didn't. I will give the details. She's suing Disney. Um, reason being because Disney released Black Widow on Disney Plus and did not. She's saying it's a breach of contract because her contract was she gets $20 million and also a cut of the box office if it hurts, hits certain thresholds. Well, because it's on Disney Plus. Premiere. You're right, Disney Plus premiere, sorry. Um, it's that massively hit the bo- the box office totals, so now she's not getting it. Disney's counter to that is, well, that's true, but A, we paid you $20 million, and B, you're going to get some of this Disney Plus pre- premiere m- money. So it'll be interesting to see how that works out. And it's well, yeah, because that that's 30 bucks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's thirty bucks. Yeah, for premiere access for a month. Yeah, and me being the dumbass, I paid it so that I could watch it mm-hmm. when I could have just watched it for free. Mm-hmm. Or wait, did I? Yeah, I did. I did buy it. Yeah, I know you did. We watched on. That's right. That, so, um, kind of sad that that's the way Scarlett Johansson leaves the MCU forever is a massive lawsuit and contract dispute that's yeah i mean i guess it comes down to how much money they're going to give her of this premiere access cut and i would think i mean because i other than what cruella yeah in a in the 30-day window i can't think of any other movies that were released that Uh, were on milan was um, I don't think now, that did very well. I mean, in in the same window. Oh, in the time okay. window to okay. where you could pinpoint and say, okay, well, Black Widow was released on this day. Here are our premiere access, you know. Right. These are ticket sales, so to speak, and, and pay her accordingly to that. But at the same time, they could counter and say, oh, well, this person, yeah, they bought premiere, but they had 14 people come over and watch the movie. Yeah. So there's that. There's no way to to gauge, you know, who did that. Right. But the other thing is, as somebody who does it, or I know a guy who does it, Mm -hmm. let's put it that way. Yeah. When tea glasses has a yeah. (laughs) When um. When a movie, okay, for for everybody out there that has got streaming devices, when a movie comes out, and it's only in theaters, yeah. You can find it on on these, you know, torrents and streaming sites, but usually it's a cam footage mm-hmm. and it's very shitty. Right. And I've I I've watched a couple of movies like that, but it, I can't do it. No. it. It's bad. It's very bad. But thanks to the disease that was created in a lab by people at Dr. Fauci funds, fucking fact, folks. It's gonna ha- someday it'll come out. Anyway. 
because of that, all these movie companies and whatnot, oh, well, we're going to release it on HBO Max or Disney Premiere or you know, Paramount, whatever the case may be. When they do that, then the people that are hiding in their mom's basement with their servers that are streaming the stuff right. will buy the content, pay the 30 bucks because they've got 8,000 people that pay them 15 bucks a month for their streaming service mm. and they put it on there. Mm. So thousands upon thousands of people just go on those sites and get a 4k version of the movie that they can now stream because this guy in his mom's basement is, is streaming it for you. Mm. So I could see the, the point there and they lost a lot of money and right. it's not just them. It's everybody just like with, um, uh, da, 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 John Krasinski, Emily Blunt, da, da, fucking horror movie. Um, quiet place. Yes. Quiet Place 2, actually, was out over a year, or not out, done over a year ago. Mm -hmm. And then COVID hit, and they, they delayed it. And so now that things are starting to get back to normal, they could have just released it streaming. But John Krasinski basically said, no, we're going to wait. This is a theater-only movie. Mm. And that's how they did it. And it did fairly well, probably not as well as it would have done with no COVID because there's still a lot of people that didn't want to take the risk. Sure. And I think it was in theaters a couple weeks, three weeks maybe. And now it's available on Paramount or whatever it is. I don't know. It, it is. I think it's Paramount. Yeah. It is a, a streaming thing now, but at least they said, okay, theaters only for the initial release and we'll see how we do. And it did very well. Mm -hmm. Whereas if they would have said, okay, we're going to put it in theaters, but it's also available streaming then those numbers, I think, would have been drastically different. Right. And the whole, the thing about it is, is I think the entire industry is now changed yeah. to the point where I don't think it's ever going to go back the way it was. As far as a movie, a big movie comes out and it's in theaters for, fuck, we've seen movies in theaters for, six months mm -hmm. and then you got three or four months after that and they released it on video i think those days are done yeah i would agree it's gonna be throw it in the theaters for a month if it's still kicking ass maybe two you know if it's a major blockbuster maybe two months and then it's gonna immediately go to streaming for a month or two yeah and then we'll have the break to where then they can release it on video to go out and buy it right. but but yeah, the the whole industry, I believe, is not mad at that at all. I'm I, I, honestly, I'm not either. I'll tell you what else I'm not mad about either when it comes to that. The fact that I think there's going to be a lot less of those because pre-COVID, it felt like every goddamn movie was a big block blockbuster. Everything yeah. was a superhero blockbuster or a fucking Fast and Furious fucking act blockbuster or something like hey, that. Hey, hey, don't mess with family. Yeah, yeah. Um. So I mean, I could see the streaming services saying, you know what, screw it. Instead of or like Paramount, which is owned by Viacom, it's like you know, instead of spending money on blockbuster movies, is making one movie for a hundred million dollars. Let's make ten movies for ten million dollars each. That yeah. way, just the buckshot effect of hey, maybe something will catch fire and become a phenomenon. Like look at the fucking Tiger King. Who the fuck thought that was going to be 
the worldwide phenomenon it was. So Tiger King benefited from COVID more than anything, just because yeah. people were sitting around bored and they're like, "Hey, what what is this? Murder, tigers, mu- mullets? I'll watch <laughs> it." And then it just blew up right. to the unbelievable point of a cultural phenomenon right. that is still being talked about to this day. But yeah, I know I agree. I mean, Marvel has all these big plans and I, they might be the the they one exception. exception. Uh, I, I think that 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 property is is going to go strong for a while. But this next 5 years is going to be very interesting for Marvel because you have played out the stories of your your heavy heavy hitters. Mm-hmm. You know, your Iron Man, Spider-Man's still going, but, right. you know, all these uh, main players, the Hulk, everything, and now they're gone. So they they got to come correct with the new stuff, right. i.e. Deadpool and Wolverine, X-Men, Fantastic She-Hulk. Four. I say I'm not at all interested in I mean I'll watch it. What, what's the other ma- martial arts movie they're making? Something? Shang-Chi, I believe. Oh, I'm good. Yeah. Kind of my reaction. I think when I saw like their slate, I'll watch it. I'll stream it and watch it. Of like big movies coming out, and I'm like, nothing really interests me. Other, Doctor Strange kind of does, but I think Doctor Strange is going to be good for the simple fact that it's going to be very pivotal in the next phase with the multiverse and everything. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's you know they did it right with the way they did it, but now now they're getting to the the second layer of Marvel heroes and stuff that. Are, they're going to have to build a whole new following for. Right. And to to be fair, to be honest, I wasn't an Iron Man fan. I'm a comic book geek, and I had my my group. Iron Man wasn't one of them. Right. Until I started watching movies and saw that it was great. Same thing with Thor. I wasn't ever a really big Thor fan. Dark World sucked, but by and large, the character was great in, yeah. in everything that he was in. So maybe... I still haven't seen Ragnarok. That's the best one. I know. By far. Yeah. Um, so maybe they can do that with one of these other characters that, that is coming. You know, Maybe they'll uh, do a really good version. X-Men could be the one. That's probably... X-Men and Fantastic Four, although I've never been a big Fantastic Me Four neither. fan, but they do have a very large hardcore following. So those two properties alone could be the ones that, that carry the torch because they do have very, very big followings. And if they do them right, it could carry the MCU for the next decade. Right. Much the way Thor and Iron Man and, to a degree, Spider-Man did for the last 10 years. Sure. So. Um, did you, well, I, I think it's next week. Or Any interest in The Suicide Squad? Got to make sure to say. I'll the, watch it. It looks very interesting. The yeah. reviews have been great yeah. so far. James Gunn, you know. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll definitely check it out. Even though Anne's got John Cena, your boy, in it, so yeah. I didn't realize. Do you know who the shark is, right? Yeah, Sly S- Sylvester Stallone. Wow. Yeah, it's King Shark. Wow. Yep. So, so yeah, no, I, I I'm gonna check it out. It it can't be any worse than the first one. Although there, have you seen some of the news of this? Uh, David, no. what was his name? A A Iyer. Uh, okay. The guy that did the first one. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's kind of uh, um, 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 Justice League. 
a rumor? I, I no. don't know what. Director's cut. Okay. He's basically said that the movie that came out was not his movie. Like, that's weird because he like, said the exact opposite before it came out that his the theatrical cut is his cut. So, well, he released a statement. Is like, no, that's oh wow, and and so. I think part of it might be trying to stir the pot and get a, you know, release the Ayers cut or whatever the fuck his name is. Right. Like the Snyder cut did, but I, I get your point. We'll see. It was horrible. Right. And it just, it was not good. Uh, Will Smith was good in it and Margot Robbie was good in it as Harley, but Jai Courtney, I actually liked more than I thought I would. Boomerang. Yeah. 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 Is he back? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's back for this one. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see. Um, Again, they don't have that star player, like you know. It's, so it, it's gonna have to be a good movie, yeah, because you don't have this the mega star character to carry it. Yeah, it's Harley Quinn, and she didn't do a great job of carrying her own movie. Yeah, from what I well, from what I heard. I yeah, think. I haven't seen that one yeah, either. But, either. but um, did you hear Kevin Smith in some hot water? He's got a bunch of nerds mad at him over He Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, what was the reasoning behind that? If you didn't know, Kevin Smith, Clerks fame, fat, or Silent Bob, uh, has basically reinvented the Masters of the Universe, and it's a series on Netflix. Netflix. Yep. Yeah, Masters of the Universe Re- Revelations, He-Man, Tila, Man-at-Arms, yeah. things like that. First episode, He-Man dies. <laughs> what? Yeah. First episode, I believe He-Man and Skeletor die. Actually, no, I take that back. I don't think Skeletor dies. He-Man dies for sure. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's just... And people are furious, and the show's been review-bombed. Like, if you go to Rotten Tomatoes, like, the audience score is, like, a 13 or some shit like that. It's ridiculous. And Wow. He's he's kind of resorted to some fan-blaming. And I see his point. He goes, really? Do you th- really think Marvel and Netflix would let me control this show? and let me kill He-Man permanently in the first episode? Like, come on, turn your fucking brain on, guys. Basically saying, like, wait, he's obviously going to be coming back, but still. (laughs) Spoiler alert. But, I, I, yeah, at at that point, if I I would probably get pissed and be like, he's fucking coming back. You're there. You you fucking nerds. You just ruined it. He's coming back in episode eight, and he's going to fucking kill Skeletor. The end. (laughs) (laughs) I, I mean... Granted, the uh, the the core audience of something like that mm-hmm. are guys like us that grew up with it, right? And are trying to recapture the childhood and everything to the point where, yeah, well, they're mad. I get it. Yeah, what we wait? Years I can just for the show to come back and then you kill off the star. Uh, of the y- show. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I get it. I remember as a kid. I was huge, huge Transformers guy. I probably still have some in a box in the attic in the garage right now. But I couldn't wait to go see Transformers the movie. Absolutely couldn't wait. It's going to be the greatest thing ever. And Optimus Prime, who was awesome, dies literally at the beginning of the movie. I thought that was the second one he dies. No. Okay. No. It was the the only animated transformers the movie this was back in the oh the animated one yeah oh, okay, this okay. was i was That's, a kid back in the 80s okay, okay. maybe maybe oh, no, it wasn't the 90s yet it was it was the uh, 80s but yeah he dies literally like their first major battle hmm. because the movie is how uh his name was hot rod mm-hmm. 
it was his transcendence from Hot Rod to Rodimus Prime who would then go on to carry the franchise through the next couple of years. Although fans still kind of shit on the the guy and they ended up bringing Optimus Prime back. But yeah, I remember going to that movie and just wide-eyed shock that they killed Optimus Prime like in the first battle scene. Like, So I get the rage over fucking killing He-Man off the bat, but... Much like that movie, you you gotta wait because right. you know sometimes. Although the Transformer fans had to wait like two years before the return of Optimus Prime, whereas with this show, you probably only gotta wait you know five or six weeks, right? Depending on what the Netflix schedule is, but right, yeah. So anyway, I think that's it for now. Yeah, well, yeah. This is a long. Episode. I knew it'd be long because, like I said, we had to cover quite a bit. So. That will, in fact, wrap up episode number 67. We'll be back here next week, as always, covering the latest news. Um, I expect it, again, to be NFL heavy. We'll see how the week goes and and go from there. I am your host, Dees. That's Dylan. Bye-bye. We'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.